You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. to have nightly folks uh i want to just apologize for the delay um something that happened uh, where mason's from i won't go too much further into it uh but mason won't be joining us today um we've kind of pushed it back a little bit and uh, we'll just leave it up to scheduling conflicts nothing's wrong uh between me and mason or anything like that uh, it's just some I don't feel comfortable bringing it up until, you know, he wants to. Um, But uh, I want to thank you guys for bearing with us. Uh, I know this has been a pretty wild season as far as uh, getting content from us, but we're doing our best. Uh, Things are in motion for us. I'm starting a new job uh, after next week, after six years with this single company. Things will get better. I'll have a lot more time to dedicate to the show. But uh, we do have some Habs topics to talk about. I'm trying to save it for when Mason comes on. If I don't see that we have uh, Mason coming on the rest of this week, I'll promise that the next episode is devoted more to just Habs uh, Habs mindset. But uh, we do have a special guest on today, so it's not just me saying um and fuck and like a million times. Um, But before we bring him on, um, I just wanted to thank you guys for your continued support. And uh, I really hope you guys like today's guest. We're going to be bringing on our buddy Neil Villapiana of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, uh, former former uh, co-host of mine that has really blown up with the, with the THPN network, especially if you watch the live streams. This guy has really gone above and beyond to grow his brand. But uh, you know what, folks? Uh, let's just not dally around. Let's bring on Neil. All right, folks, without further ado, uh, one of my, well, shit, my former co-hosts uh, who now took over the reins of the Devils podcast and has really turned it into probably, arguably, one of the best podcasts on the THPN network, and I'm sure beyond just our network, it's one of the strongest podcasts out there, uh, our buddy Neil Villapiana. Neil, how are you, buddy? Bye, man. It is so great to see and hear you right now. It's uh, It's been a long time since we last spoke. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're taking a trip down memory lane. I, <laughs> I can remember when I first joined the network and, you know, Dylan and Isha were saying, yeah, jump on with uh, Bayou and Shane. And we're just starting off. And it's just it was con- it was every episode was just an hour of me and Shane going at it. An Bayou hour to sit there and edit an hour thing. An absolute hour. Asking Bayou how to pronounce Tyler Sagan's last name. <laughs> All these different great, hilarious memories come back. But I'm doing really well. I'm excited to be on here. And I'm excited to talk to you, my friend. That's awesome, man. So, uh, obviously, the Devils the Devils play the Habs on Saturday. We have one of the toughest schedules. And it's perfect for us to try to continue this. Uh, whether you're a team tank or you just want to see these, you know, our, our impressive young guns. 
uh, make a name for themselves. But uh, man, it is, it's awesome. It's always good to talk to you, dude. Uh, you say an hour. I, I, I remember a lot more of pushing <laughs> two, two plus hour editings uh, yeah. with, where, where I'd have to, I'd have to break them down into separate, separate audio files to get them right. to go through. You know? <laughs> but no, we dude, were, an absolute, we really an absolute up, blast, uh, Zoom dude. as much as possible back then. Yeah. And, and before like the network had enough funding to where um, I remember whatever software we were using, it just, it would take so long to load it. And then sometimes yeah. we'd have to put like a part one of two, you know, right. <laughs> like drop double episodes yep. to get it all. Out. I remember that man yeah. um yeah man you're exploding like you're doing so fucking good uh thank you you kind of killed it with the uh the youtube i mean i know you're still doing it but you were on a hot fucking string of it uh <laughs> man you're like fucking uh like the uses of of, of the thpn streaming <laughs> service but man yeah, let's I, talk- mean, I, I, I really love doing those i haven't been able to do a lot of them this year with obviously mm-hmm. a lot more you know, stuff with the podcast. Yeah, I'm still sure. very active. Uh, I actually just did the Senators Rangers game last week as a live watch along. So, and I'm like I said, uh, on the live watch along, definitely going to be trying to do more. Certainly, once we get in the playoffs, you know, I, I look at it like every Devils game that I can't go to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be doing right. a live watch along of because I'm so excited to know that I'm going to be able to do live watch longs of devil's playoff games. Like that's something that that awesome. It's great. It's honestly fantastic. (laughs) And so, yeah, I love doing that. Make sure to subscribe by the way, guys, to the channel. Um, We're just over 3000 subscribers. So let's try to keep getting that up and up and up. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it, it definitely, I've definitely had a wild ride since I joined THPN back in the summer of 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, I, I say, I say it all the time. (laughs) I get to do what I love for a living. And that's something that I'm really happy about. That's awesome, dude. How many, how many podcasts do you have now? I I, I know you, <laughs> I don't know if you're just jumping on as many as you can, but dude, I remember at one point you, you were just knocking out as many, as many different yeah. sports as you could. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a, uh, I did a Brooklyn Nets one for a little while. Same mm-hmm. thing with a jet, a New York jets one. Haven't really, uh, I kind of moved away from those because again, with devil's state of mind and how much it's built over time and, you know, I, obviously everything that I got going on, you know, I got to sure. put a lot of focus into one. Um, right. Hopefully down the road, uh, I get the chance to uh, do some of that stuff again and uh, move forward with that. But we'll see. But right now, Devil's State of Mind is still my uh, my number one that I, I focus on on a day to day basis. You're like a journeyman of podcasting. You've, you're just <laughs> doing it all. <laughs> I'm a man of many uh, of many talents, I guess you'd say. Sure. But I mean, look, dude. <laughs> you your your brainchild has has blown up you know and it's understandable that you have to just rein it back in and take care of you know the the original you know so that's all awesome, no, of course super happy for you for the ogs uh, man i'm I'm always gonna be i'm always gonna take time for them there's no doubt about it oh yeah well look dude we're we're talking we're talking to you a lot let's talk uh your favorite team that's successful right now sure. uh, amongst all the turmoil you've gone through uh Dude, what, what's it like? You know, I, I only had a glimpse of it with with the Habs for that one season. But dude, what's it like to just to just see the the Devils right now and just just feel the confidence that this team is? I mean, one of the best teams to watch this year, and I don't think it's just going to be a one year thing. I think it's going. I think it's going the distance. Man, if you had told me at the beginning of the year the Devils would have eighty eight points in March and be the third best team in the NHL. 
uh, I would have laughed you out of the room. Considering <laughs> how things have gone the last couple of seasons, the amount of losing and just poor play and just really finding ways to embarrass yourself, uh, you just look at it and you say to yourself, when is this going to turn around? And even two games into this season, we're chanting fire Lindy in the stands. You know, we wanted <laughs> we wanted everybody and their mother fired after two games. And oh, they shut us up. With that 13-game winning streak in November, we had a horrible month of December where we thought the sky was falling, and now everything's just kind of back to where it was. And we are one of the biggest, if not the biggest, surprise in the NHL. I don't think we're a surprise anymore. I think every team in the NHL wants to give us our best game. You look at last night's uh, loss to the Maple Leafs. I mean, that, you know, the Leafs don't take us lightly. They They have to come out and give it. You know, 100% to beat us. And, you know, we have so much talent. Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, you know, the emergence of VTech, Vanacek, Dougie Hamilton, and then acquiring Timo Meyer at the deadline for pretty much a package of not as much as we thought Mm -hmm. when, you know, we were hearing all the rumors. And now we have the ability to not only compete for a Stanley Cup potentially this year. I know that that seems outlandish to think about from a Devils perspective, but considering the team that we have, there's nothing saying the Devils can't go on a run in the playoffs. But I think that the first goal is to clinch the playoffs and then just kind of go from there and we're playing with house money because nobody expects us even to be this good right now. And so we are kind of in like year, you know, half of a year, you know, half of our first year, I guess you'd say not even year one year 0.5 of what would be considered our window. And uh, I'm not only excited for the rest of this season, the last 19 games and the playoffs, but certainly excited for the future because we have a lot coming in our system a lot of guys on the team right now that are really contributing and the sky really is the limit for this team. And like, you know, I've said this before, you know, every day I wake up and I get to talk about one of the best teams in the NHL on a consistent basis. And I think that that really makes me happy. It gets me up in the morning. Um, and it just gives me even more energy to, uh, to go to games. You know, I was at the game last night against Toronto. I've been to a lot this year. Awesome. Um, and I'm really just, thrilled i'm be i'm over the moon with how well the devils have been this season up until this point awesome man that's great to hear um so one thing i i did want to bring up so like going into going into the season you know y- y'all are fucking y'all are just swinging for the fences trying to trying to start a revolution after two games um but look the, the success of this fucking team it, it's it's really you know you, you've Every year we talk to you, you you point out certain players and guys that are coming up. I mean, last year you mm-hmm. told me watch out for Sharon Govich. Uh, Jesper Bratch, you know, started to really find his game. Yeah. Um, but honestly, uh, Vitek Vanacek, if, if I'm saying it wrong, hard. No, me, that but, was right. You were correct. But look, man, uh, how how is this kid coming in and impacting the game? If I'm not mistaken, y'all, y'all got him in the what in the traded in during the draft of last year or maybe correct, correct. we traded our, this guy we traded able... our second and fourth for him in that it, to to washington okay and but i mean look what it's doing you know i i saw the move i mean vanacek had got what moved to seattle well showed promise in washington moved to seattle goes back to washington and then just more or less in the offseason feels like it's a dump for y'all but it's a great pickup especially since i mean fuck Four years ago when we're talking, you know, we're still talking Corey Schneider with uh <laughs> with with Blackwood being, you know, right. like our main okay, you know, like hopefully he can hold it down. 
this young guy comes in and, he, and he's doing phenomenal for y'all, right? And yeah. I have him in fantasy. Love it, you know. Both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had him in both leagues at one point. Fantastic hey, guy. Yeah. Uh, but he gets hurt. You you got Blackwood on injury reserve. You got Bernier on injury reserve. At some point, you bring up this kid, Akira Schmid. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Akira Schmid. Um, not going to lie to you. It's in the middle of y'all's like win and stretch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And we're all thinking, we're all like, you know what? This isn't the time to bet on them. You know, uh, if you got, if you got VTech as, as your goalie, you know, you, you're thinking doom and gloom. You mm-hmm. thought this was a hot pickup and now it's, where's it going? This kid comes in and I, if I'm not mistaken. He has like, like uh, almost a record setting first game. He's got a, I think he got like a shutout or close, damn near close to it. Yep. But high point nine hundred somewhere in the high end of it, mm-hmm. um, dude. It just seems like everything y'all doing is just. It doesn't seem like it's possible. It seems like there's like there's like someone just like some type of god helping y'all <laughs> go. Like it is just such a refreshing time to see. And you know, like we said, you know, when I did the podcast with you, it was just like I had no i no real fandom for the New Jersey devils, other than just making sure we were filling that spot and then just grew to just have a small fixation for this team. And now just to see where they're at, it's gotta be so amazing as a fan to just go through such hard times and then now have a fun, young, young, successful fucking team. Yeah. I mean, everything the devils, every button they pushed, they have pushed has worked. You know, they've, they've done a lot of the right things and, a lot of us fans were easy to jump to conclusions right away and say things like, oh, the season's over, this, that, and the other thing. And what sometimes we don't realize is we have to, at times, really trust um, the the guys in charge, you know, and that's Tom Fitzgerald, Lindy Roth, you know, guys like that, that they're going to do right by this team. And over time, you could see that they were slowly building something. Nobody, again, nobody really thought that the Devils would be as good as they are this year. I think people expected them to maybe make a run at a wild card playoff spot and finally take that next step. But they are not only taking that next step, but they are kicking the door wide, wide <laughs> open. I mean, they are ready. They they have come in and they are ready to take it over now. They're not waiting around to wait till it's their turn in line. They're, they're cutting the line and they're getting right in the middle of it all and saying, <laughs> you know, this is who we are now, and this is the devils you have to deal with. And you're talking about Vitek Vanacek. I'll be honest with you, didn't know what to think when we acquired him in the summer. Did not know what to think. All I knew was, the hope was, is that he would finally help solve the goalie problem. You're coming from a season where you had seven, almost eight different goalies start at least one game for this team. And everybody talked about it. If the Devils even got NHL average goaltending last year, they make the playoffs. So you knew that the Devils had to get the goaltending position correct. And finally, we can definitely say that we figured it out, at least with our starter. VTech has been tremendous. Unfortunately, of late, he has struggled, but overall, his game has been tremendous. He is exactly the backbone that we were looking for. Akira Schmidt, when he has had to come in, he has been incredibly solid. And I like to give myself a pat on the back because when I saw him play <laughs> a couple years ago in the UHL, um, where he was the best goalie in the entire league. And then even last year when he and Nico Dawes combined to be the best goaltending tandem in the entire um, AHL, I knew that kid had the ability to do 
really well with this team. And now that we have a very strong defense and really good goal scoring, you're seeing when he needs to make a big save, when he has to do well, he does. He got a shutout a week and change ago against the Flyers. You know, he played well against Vegas, although he ended up losing in a shootout. But he has been really good when we have asked him to come in and back up. And as far as Blackwood is concerned, I think really the writing is on the wall, unfortunately, for him and his time in New Jersey. Him getting hurt again and being once again put on IL, Mm -hmm. I think only just kind of solidifies that he probably will be on another team next season. I think the I think the lack of trust that the team has with him when it comes to staying healthy and, you know, everything is uh, just too much. And it's unfortunate because Blackwood had really been playing well prior to him getting hurt this last time. He had started to really get it together, started getting some wins, and we were like, okay, we can take this tandem for the rest of the season with Vitek and Blackwood. And um, perhaps it's just not going to be that way the rest of the year. We don't know when Blackwood will be able to come back. But overall, with Vitek Vanacek, it's been great. You know, he has been phenomenal. He loves New Jersey. He's so interactive with the fan base. You know, he just makes everybody laugh. And he's he's got such a positive outlook on everything. He talks in third person when he talks about himself, <laughs> which I don't even know who what other player except maybe Ilya Brzgalov would ever yeah. talk about themselves <laughs> in third person. But Vitek, man, he has been he's been the man, and we are very we are very fortunate that our organization made the move to get him. And I remember an article that was written by, N, you know, on, on NJ.com that mm-hmm. talked about the Devils had been scouting and evaluating VTech for about six months prior to making that deal. And when they looked at his underlying numbers, they said, this is a guy that's ready to break out. He just needs to be given that opportunity. And he was always flip-flopping uh, with uh, Ilya Samsonov, which fun yeah. fact, both of them went up against one another last night in the Devils Leafs games. So that was kind of a funny situation. Maybe if you're, maybe not if you're a, a Capitals fan. But right. you know, Vitek, this he has earned the number one spot. This is his first year as a main number one goaltender, and he has really, really done a phenomenal job. And it's he is one of, if not the biggest reason for this team's turnaround this season and the success that we have had up until this point. Awesome, buddy. Uh, you might have said it earlier, but uh, did Akira, did he come from y'all's organization? Was it a drafted guy? He was a, so, um, so that's was, I believe, I think he was a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. And he's a perfect, that's he's great. The type, his body type is what you want from an NHL goal. You know, mm-hmm. six foot six, you know, over 200 pounds. He's a big dude, but he's not, he's a very smooth, he doesn't make, he's not a sporadic goaltender. It's very, very solid, very, you know, Not necessarily shifty, but he's a guy that, like, you're not going to move him. Let's put it that way. You're not going to move him around. You're not going to get him, you know, out of position too often. Mm -hmm. And he makes the saves that you need him to make. And I think that that's the important thing with him. Well, I think that's awesome, you know. So you got got a guy you got in the fifth round. So you got a really great uh, later round goalie that you're allowing – well, you're allowing to grow and and get ready for this position. But, you know, you bring in someone like Vitek – who, like you said, has really earned his number one spot this year and has found himself. He reminds me now this is this is a hot take uh, and he's not a goalie, but kind of how we did with Nick Suzuki, where we we took in a guy that was never going to get the minutes in in uh, in Vegas, just clearly mm-hmm. on how good they were playing. He was never going to breach any any top six, you know, right. uh, minutes. 
And he comes to the Montreal Canadiens. It's like, look, dude, we're going to give you as much time as you need. Every opportunity that you can get, we'll give to you. And, you know, certain guys, like you said, you, you know, the scouts see it and they're like, he's ready. He's capable of popping off. He just needs that time. He needs that opportunity. But what a great, what a great thing for you. Like you said, though, Washington kind of sucks on them seeing both of the, both of the goalies that he let go clearly in a, a, you know, one, a seat with two dominating mm-hmm. teams right now. But um, man, I know that that's been one of your biggest issues was just finding a good goaltending and now having a solid goaltending tandem where Vanacek is just unreal. And Akira is still getting a chance to, to learn, but at the, the correct level. Now he's at the NHL. Great. He's getting the, he's getting great games. And like you said, yeah, he might have lost in the shutout, but that's that's office. That's awesome. It's a perfect opportunity. He plays his heart out. He does great. And it just it it doesn't yeah. end because of him. It, it goes to a split right. decision. You know, maybe it was more of a an offensive tough night for them. But yep. it's kind of hard to tip it in in to not be in his favor, you know. Of course. But uh man, yeah. uh another thing, y'all shed the PK Subban um contract. You know, I know that. PK, look, I loved PK, still do. Uh, but with his back being so fucked up last year, he was hurting a lot more people than he was helping the team. Helping the right. team. But yeah. uh, man, you know, just look at just looking at y'all defensive uh group. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. Um, uh, I haven't drafted him this year. I normally try to draft Dougie. Um, I've never really heard that he's been uh, you know, plagued with the injury bug this year. I think that's great, great mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but man, I had. You know, y'all have Ryan Graves, Severson, uh, Sagenthaler. Uh, I haven't, I'm not gonna lie. That's a, that's like, that's a good sleeper setup, you know, like, yeah. you know, everybody's looking at like Boston with like every top tier defenseman <laughs> you can get, but then you look at this team and it's like, okay. Like I, I, you know, you, you don't hear these guys name as much as you should mm-hmm. because there's maybe the market's just overrun with bullshit from Tampa and just right. how powerful Boston is this year and, and the Rangers bullshit, you know, but like New Jersey's definitely not getting their fucking just, you know, they're just desserts, dude. It's a little unfair. Uh, Eric Halla, I'm looking on your forwards now. Uh, when did Eric Halla <laughs> even get on this team? He was acquired in the off season in a one, one for one trade with Boston uh, for Pavel Zaka. Okay. And didn't he, so. ha- he had like an important, yeah, last night he had an important fucking game. Two, two goals, goals and an two assist. Goals and assist. Yep. Man, so that look, man, all, all I gotta say is, you know, what y'all doing to to allow the, the young guys to develop. We don't have to say much about Jack Hughes anymore. No one mm-hmm. can make that argument that, you know, maybe that was a bust. That's far from it. That kid's gonna be something for years to come. But Nico Heesher, fucking uh, Sharon Govich, I'm sure you're, you know, I don't know how he's doing this year. But I remember that was someone I was supposed to, mm. to stay up and watch. Uh, I mean, my guy, though, is obviously Jesper Bratt. Um, I've grabbed him two years in a row in fantasy. He's like one of those guys I just watch nonstop. He's a, he's a point machine. And uh, I'm happy to see him getting back into that. I know you you said, you know, if you if you have him, the December era was not, was not great for this team, especially right. Jesper Bratt. He kind of like lost a step. But now yep. he's back to like every other game. He's either got a point or an assist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a Habs, it's a Habs fucking podcast. I gotta ask how Tommy Tatar is doing, dude. How how is it yeah. having Tommy on the team? You know, um, 
you know, we when we signed him, not this past offseason, offseason before, we were a lot of us were really excited because, you know, he was a guy that we felt could come into our top six and really produce. And, you know, last year, just like with a lot of guys, he did not do well. And it was kind of like one of those things where we were like, we were very frustrated and started to maybe understand a little bit more why Montreal had him you know, sitting out the entire playoffs um, when the Canadians went to the Stanley Cup finals and all that stuff. But this year, playing on a top line with Nico Kishir and also Dawson Mercer, he has really, really stepped up, particularly of late. Like, he's going to end up with 20-plus goals this season, which is phenomenal for him. And he has spoken about he would love to come back and, you know, continue on here with the Devils. And I think that... I think we could definitely get a deal done. I would definitely be on board with bringing back to tar. If that's what we end up deciding, we have a lot of cap space and a lot of roster spots to fill, not just with young guys coming up in the system, but trying to retain some of the guys we have. But I think honestly, Tatar has brought that veteran presence that we were looking for. He's one of those veteran guys that we really lean on that can uh, come through with some big time goals. You know, he's not the same he doesn't have the same shot that he had a couple of years ago, but he gets the grimy, dirty goals. He's standing in front of the net looking for a pass in front, and he gets that tap in. That's what he's done a lot. I think he also definitely brings some, you know, brings some as you know, good aspects to the power play. He's on that second power play unit. He has definitely created some good opportunities. His passing, I think, has been really, really good this year. So yeah, I really enjoy having Tomas Tatar on the team. Uh also, just him rocking the 90. I know uh, Jesper Boquist was wearing it before Tatar got here. But, uh, you know, wearing any number, any when you're a hockey player and you wear 90 or above, you know, it's such just, it's just such a sick number. Like, Timo Meyer's wearing his junior number. He's wearing 96. That's incredible. Like, Tatar's wearing 90. He's worn 90 basically his entire career. And I can see now why... People in Montreal also were fans of Tomas Tatar for a long period of time. Same thing in Detroit when he was in Detroit early mm-hmm. on in his career. He's just been a guy that can be reliable to get 15 to 20 goals a year and, you know, produce, you know, 60 some odd points. And that's what he's doing for us this year. Sure. Honestly, you know, uh, if one thing you can go, we could go back on, I'm going to just say personally, a lot of my fans might not see it this way, but uh, <laughs> going back, going back to the Stanley Cup. You know, uh, I wish we would have had Thomas Tatar in, especially with Gallagher being healthy and to know, um, you know, we weren't the best team in the world uh, previously. But, you know, when when they when statistically it says that the number one line against five on five is the Montreal Canadiens line with Gallagher, Tatar and to I don't know why we're not starting them against right. against the the Tampa Bay lighting lightning miracle mm. season for us. Uh, it was fun. It was interesting, uh, but I'm happy. I'm happy. He's finding a little success. I, d- I did like that. You said, you know, uh, putting him against, you know, with the two youngsters and it's, it's like helping like revitalize him. It's like a, it's like a junior uh, Joe Pavelski uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, just putting him, putting him yeah. in between guys and letting his, his veteran presence just right. help push them further and then help him, uh, you know, continue, continue to have a career, you know, and yeah. hopefully y'all sign him. Maybe it's something short, you know, I don't know how much long he's going to play, but um, having, having a veteran presence like that's fine. Yeah. Uh, one more topic, you know, but before we get to it, we do have a um, 
Word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back. So, uh, Neil, let's just get to it, okay? So, you know, had a fun, had a pretty fun. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, trade deadline. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all made a lot of moves or anything like that, but you did make one of the most interesting moves. Right. One of the most sought after players, Timo Meyer, goes to the Devils for, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like a ridiculously long uh, trade list goes goes, yes. but. Um, yes. Man, first uh, first reactions, and then let me know how you feel, like, you know, after seeing him a couple games. Well, you know, Timo Meyer has been on the Devils radar for quite some time. I'd say about a year, maybe even a couple of years, honestly, because you looked at San Jose and wondered when was the rebuild going to begin. And mm-hmm. once Mike Greer and Pat and, you know, David Quinn took over, you kind of figured that Timo Meyer would, you know, being a restricted free agent at the end of this season, that he was going to be a top trade candidate and you know it started with a lot of different teams being involved New Jersey being one of them and New Jersey just constantly stayed in the running till the very very end and I remember when we acquired him that day you know they they kept saying you know Vegas you know Carolina had been told um they're done you know they, they they're not going to be in the running anymore Vegas went out and got Ivan Barbashev but it was reported they may still be involved in the Timo Meyer sweepstakes. So it pretty much sounded like at that point that it was down to us, that we were just going to have to come up with the details. And uh, ironically enough, I was at the Prudential Center. I was at the Rock when the deal was announced or when the trade was announced. So I was kind of in the perfect place for it to be announced. And, um, you know, it's just funny how it took like another four or five hours for the deal to finally be announced as to like, what did the Devils give up? What did the Sharks give up uh, as well? And it was definitely a shock to see that many names and that many assets. 13 <laughs> names, 13 names slash assets involved in this one. It was a long one. But the main prize, obviously, for the Devils was to acquire Timo Meyer. We needed a top six score to com- to pair with Jack Hughes. Big body guy, loves to be physical. He already has more hits than any other Devil on this team. And it's just, it was so awesome to get the guy that we've all wanted. You know, we keep saying we want Timo, we want Timo, and we got him. We said that offseason. We want Johnny Gaudreau, we want Johnny Gaudreau, and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a bit of a yeah. redemption for y'all to to, oh, to not get certainly. the New Jersey, you know, native to come to come over. Uh, but you, you get someone who's who's on, I'm not going to say it's anything against Johnny Gaudreau, but a guy who's on a great trajectory right now Yeah, uh, to get him for, for this push y'all are going on. No question. No question. And, uh, you know, 
Timo has expressed already how excited he is to be with this team. You know, he finally got into his first game because he'd been dealing with an upper body injury. Mm -hmm. Got in in like the third shift of his tenure with the Devils. He scores a goal. So immediately <laughs> he's coming into the lineup and making plays. And mm -hmm. uh, obviously he had he had a pretty rough game against Toronto last night. But, you know, it's only his second game since he joined the team. He needs time to develop chemistry with the guys. He'll continue to do that as the rest of the season goes on. But he's a guy that we acquired not just for now, but for the long term. Tom Fitzgerald made it clear he wasn't looking for rentals. And the two guys he got in this, you know, in this deadline, so to speak, mm -hmm. getting Timo, you know, even if we can't get a long-term deal signed right now, we could still, you know, qualify him for $10 million for next season so that he still has a contract for next year. Sure. But I think the Devils will definitely get Get a long-term deal done with him. And they also acquired Curtis Lazar, who becomes the player with the second most hits on the Devils, and he <laughs> hasn't even played a game yet. Um, so it's kind of like this funny thing. Uh, but Curtis Lazar, he also has two years left on his deal after this season with $1 million per year. So he's incredibly cheap for a bottom six guy who maybe not this year plays a big role, but I think moving forward, he will have more of a defined role in that bottom six. But a guy who also is excited to come to a team that has a chance to do something really special this year. But sure. getting getting Timo Meyer, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better trip for the Devils. And to get him without having to give up Alexander Holtz, Luke Hughes, Simone Nemetz, or even Dawson Mercer mm -hmm. is a masterclass of a job by Tom Fitzgerald. And it's really phenomenal to see what he was able to do. And uh, I'm just beyond excited to see Timo continue to play with this team, not just in the now, but for the very long future. You got to think that uh, some San Jose fans are really, you know, it, it, it can't get much worse for them. Uh, I, I would think personally that if this happened last year um, or maybe he signed the previous year, but I would so much rather uh, if I'm a fan of, of the San Jose Sharks, that we saw Tom, uh, Tomas Hurdle move instead of mm. Timo Meyer, who's fuck man, two years in a row, you know, a team that's just obviously things haven't worked out since Eric Carlson's came over. Now, Eric Carlson, right. after getting rid of the likes of Brent Burns, Pavelski, Big Joe, uh, yeah. everyone else under the sun is now, you know, now no one else can, can block him from, you know, being the offensive prowess, you know, prowess that he has. Yeah. Uh, but Timo Meyer, you know, and uh, Logan Couture last year, just unreal seasons, uh, despite just how, you know, just underperforming the team is. Yeah. And he does it again this year. It's got to be amazing for New Jersey to to grab him instead of, you know, uh, instead of Hurdle. And then just for the poor Sharks fans, it's like, look, dude, just sell it all. And you just right. gave Hurdle the bag. And you know what? I, I think Timo Meyer, I don't think he's – I'm not going to say he's stupid – um, but I think he's, he's going to want to stay with a team that, that has a, has a chance, you know, after, right. you know, you're fuck, I don't remember if it was his rookie season or not, but when he comes into the league, the sharks are still that team, you know, they're, they're still that team yeah. in, in contention and, um, he got great development over there. And then he's going to come over to a team that's even younger. That is now back in the prominent spotlight. How, how are you not going to sign a deal with that? Right. You're going, you're going from a major market in San Jose and now you're going into one of the bigger uh, markets in the East. And this is yeah. this is a rising group. You know, you're seeing a lot of guys, well, a lot of teams that have, 
have been struggling, but were the teams of the nineties, you know, and now it's like, we're seeing the resurgence you guys in Buffalo mm-hmm. primarily. It's just, wow. What, you know, what an opportunity to start watching the, watching the game. And I think for New Jersey's fans, it's if I'm Timo Meyer, this is the market for me, you know, yeah. this, this, this fan base is, is revitalized. Unfortunately, New Jersey doesn't have a lot of sports right now that are, that are kicking ass. So it's right. like this, this is the team to be a part of, you know, the entire mm-hmm. The entire fucking town, the entire city's just behind yeah. us. And I'm going to make a difference here. Why would I not take the bag? I'll probably take just – you could probably give him an average paycheck, yeah. you know, and he'd probably take it. Yeah, no question about it. And I think that you look at that – I mean, first and foremost, for everybody who doesn't know, I mean, again, the Devils are the only team in the state of New Jersey that bears the state's name. So a lot of people have to understand that this is New Jersey's team. Like, this That's is awesome. New Jersey's team, you know, through and through. You know, and this is, you know, we are a small market as much as Devils fans don't want to admit it. We do play in a small market playing in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. We we're across the river from the biggest media market in the world. Um, so obviously we're going to take a lot of we're going to take a lot of hits, a lot of criticism for just being New Jersey, which is typical. And a lot of people will say, why wouldn't anyone want to come to New Jersey? Well, Tom Fitzgerald has made New Jersey what it was when Lou Lamorella was in his prime being the GM of this team. He makes guys want to come here. He Mm. makes guys want to come here because they're building something special because they're all about winning. They're about winning Stanley Cups, and that's what it is. I mean, you look at some of the guys that Lou's been able to get or that he got over the years via the deadline. He got guys like Dave Antrichuk, Claude Lemieux, Dougie Gilmore, you know, all Joe Newendike, Jeff Friesen, all these different guys, Ilya Kovalchuk, all these different <laughs> guys, big name guys to come here and want to be a part of this. Whether it worked out or not, the point is, is that Fitzgerald is doing that here. It started with Dougie Hamilton convincing the top free agent on the market to sign a long term deal in New Jersey. And it's worked out very, very well. He goes out and gets all these different guys. He gets Andre Pilat to come here, coming from Tampa, where he just went to three Stanley Cups in a row and won two of them back to back, and then to come here. And now he's going to have the opportunity to convince Timo Meyer, hey, we're building something special here. And he knows, and Timo knows that. He has friends on this team. He's he's a fellow countryman are on this team. Mm-hmm. Nico, Siegenthaler, Akira Schmidt. Now we got four different Swiss players on the same team. We're probably going to try to get Roman Yossi in the next couple of years so we can have an <laughs> entire starting five, oh, nothing shit. but Swiss players. But in all seriousness, the point is, is that it's all about creating a culture, creating an environment that makes and a and a winning culture that makes people want to come and play for your team. And say what you want about why Gaudreau did or did not, you know, have interest in coming to the Devils or whatever. The bottom line is that we are becoming a place once again where players want to come and would probably be willing to take less money if it meant coming to a team to win a championship or win multiple. And that's kind of what Tom Fitzgerald is doing with even the players that are here right now. The guys that want to stay here after this year that their contract are up, if they want to stay here, they're going to have to take less than maybe what they would get on the open market. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to do that, that again shows that Tom Fitzgerald is convincing guys to stay here. And I think another thing to keep in mind is this. We still have some very incredible top prospects who have not played a single game in the NHL. We have Luke Hughes coming to the Devils right after the Michigan season comes to an end. So that's just in a couple of weeks. 
I mean, hopefully it, it, he comes as a national champion, but I'm not a fan of Michigan, so I really don't kind of want to see them win a title. It's, it's a very – I'm in a very weird spot with that. But you got Simone Nemetz playing very well down in Utica. You have, you know, different guy Alexander Holtz still has time to develop. Arseny Gritsyuk over in the KHL is dominating as a, as a I think, 19, 20-year-old. I mean, we have different guys that are going to be pushing for spots long-term, but then we also have guys that are going to want to be here long-term that are going to take less money and even less term if it means staying here. And that's because of the culture of winning and the culture in general that Tom Fitzgerald has brought since he took over as the GM um, a couple of years ago. Well said, buddy. That was uh one of the first things you you just said in this little this little rant, man, was so fucking powerful, man. I love it. I love it, dude. Uh, you know, I'm so happy for New Jersey. Uh I love that, you know, this is y'all's team. It's the only team that that is it, it is not afraid to 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 have that mark right. as as the first before the crest, you know. And I think that's very powerful. And I think this is a team to watch for the future. Another guy that you didn't you didn't say that came on to the to uh new jersey back in the day uh you got to remember larry robinson sitting right larry next robinson, to uh, yep yep sitting right next to him actually i have a, a an old uh todd mcfarland figure i got a, a i found a larry robinson and i got it for christmas for myself nice uh, <laughs> nice but yeah man uh man absolute pleasure having you on uh i i wish nothing but success for you Thank and you. your team uh, sitting in the three spot in the NHL standings right now, and I think second in your division, only Correct. four points behind uh, Carolina. Uh, they got. It would have been nice if Montreal had been able to find a way to win uh, yesterday, but you know it's fine. It's totally <laughs> hey man, look, fine. The only game I need them to win is against Florida in like you know two weeks. So that's that's all we're playing for. You know, there, there's a big uh, team tank. Uh, you know, momentum going on with this team, with this. As I've heavy... been saying, man, get hard for Bedard, right? <laughs> we're trying. I don't know if we're going to get it, but we're going to try our best. I think Florida's got the best opportunity to get it. So we're, we're, we're cheering for two teams to lose. And then, you know, obviously we need to beat them out that one game. Fair enough. Um, but man, always a pleasure talking to you, Neil. Uh, Likewise. I love your energy. You've never you've never shied away from it. And I think uh, I think for some Montreal Canadiens fans, maybe this is a good episode to to just see what what the future can bring for an organization that does things the right way and uh, allows guys to stay with the understanding of, you know, you know, sacrifices that have to be made in Mm -hmm. order for the future to be bright. But, man, uh, man, it's really awesome having you on. It's crazy. uh, It's crazy thinking back to uh, season one with you and just like. There's no games. We just got to continue to keep recording because it's going right. to keep the lights on for this network. And now look where we're at. But, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you. Neil, thank you so much. Uh, always when you come on, you know, I love to give you uh, 10 minutes to just say every book you've written since then and every every new adventure yeah. you're in right now. But, man, the floor is yours. And then after that, we'll uh, we'll send you on your way so you can record your podcast. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Bayou, for having me on, man. It is always a pleasure to come on. Whenever you need me to jump on, I will certainly make time for you guys uh, and uh, talk to you. But uh, yeah, if you guys, if you guys want to check out, you know, anything I got going on, check out the Devil State of Mind podcast. New episodes have out every Monday and Thursday. Pretty much the same schedule I've had since we started here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, you know, it's just it's just basically me. Talking about, you know, your New Jersey Devils. I get to do it for a living, and it's it's great. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Devil State. 
Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. And if by chance you still have a Facebook at this point, <laughs> uh, you can give us a like on Facebook uh, as well. You can also mm. follow me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11. And uh, that's where you can find Hit me up on DMs, always willing to talk hockey, always willing to talk devils and anything else you guys want to discuss. But again, bye, man. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure. And it's great to see and hear from you, man. And I'm, I'm happy things are going well for you as you as well. And, uh, you know, again, it's like that. It's like that uh, that meme, you know, when they say like, you know, look at us. Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> Not me. You know, like when you think about where we were in 2020 to where we are now in March of 2023. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we keep going up, man. We're going to keep building this thing up and it's going to be it. We're going to build it into something really special. Absolutely, man. So, so excited for your success and your continued uh, stardom. Uh, we're watching a guy just come from, you know, a small market and turning himself super big. So it's always a treat uh, to you. have you on, buddy. But thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you next time, dude. Absolutely, man. Go Devils. All right, folks, we want to thank Neil for coming on the podcast. I always love his energy. Um, it was funny that uh, when we when we were working on the, the Devils podcast back in the day, me and uh, me and our buddy Shane, uh, the network heads came to us and was like, look, we got a guy that's going to take over for the Devils podcast, you know, after after this, you know, crazy season ends, uh, we're going to give the reins to him. And uh, it was at that moment, you know, that I was transitioning to start helping Mason and then doing production for him. Excuse me. Uh, we meet this guy, you know, they, all they told us, uh, his name's Neil Villapiana. He's uh, Italian as fuck. And he is one of the most passionate guys we've ever talked to about the New Jersey Devils. And, and that was a, a complete you know, change of what we had to deal with the pre, you know, the start of season one, they had a, they had a guy, if I'm not mistaken, and he only lasted about maybe 10 episodes. This is, you know, if you guys have never done a podcast, uh, it can be rough, especially when you, you got, you know, you have restrictions, you have, you know, uh, dates to meet, you know, quotas to meet. It it is, it is a little, it's tough on you. And uh, this guy came in and I remember um, I was like, hey, man, you know, I felt like I felt like whoever grapes, you know, was with before he really took off. You know, you're telling the guy, hey, man, look, uh, it's gonna be really easy. Let's just talk. Let's just, you know, uh, let's just talk about your favorite team. It'll come naturally. And it was just like talking to someone uh, that didn't need you to tell him anything. You know, he was like, "Okay, yeah, no, this is going to be a great this is great. Uh, I'm just excited for this opportunity. And then you hit play. And the next thing you know, you're editing three hour long episodes of him and Shane uh, just going back and forth. Some of the best hockey content was back in the day with that group. Um, Just so much back and forth, you know, Canada versus USA topics, uh, just New Jersey fandom in general, uh, making fun of my, you know, speech, <laughs> my inability to, to, to name players correctly. But uh, it, it's been an absolute pleasure having him on and nothing but, you know, wishing for success for him. But folks, thank you all so much. I guess we're going to close it out here. Um, 
It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you all for understanding and bearing with us. I really can't wait to start this job and then be able to have more time to put forth to this podcast. You know, this, this is a, a love. We don't do this because it's work. You know, uh, the pay is not, the pay is fine. It's not livable. It's nothing I can make a career off of, but I don't do it for that. You know, we, we both have a tremendous love for this team and just for me, there's no one to really talk hockey with down here. And this started as a project to, to, you know, to not get myself out there, but to, to find people that were interested in talking hockey and uh, that would put up with my shit. So anyway, folks, thanks again. This has been Habs Nightly. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself at Bayou Vendors. Uh, we love you all. Thank you all so much for the support. And we will talk to you guys next time. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.